Thank you guys so much. Um, we're going to come back to this uh, moment of worship here shortly. The Lord has just spoke to my heart earlier in the week that um, gave me something to share with you today, to impart into your life today, but at the same time, it coincides. Word and worship go together. We're called to worship God in spirit and in truth. It all, it all goes together, and so here in a moment, we're going to be invited back to to a time where we will be still before God and worship Him. And I just feel real strong that the Lord is going to touch a lot of hearts today um, in a special way. He's got something unique for us today. Uh, as Megan alluded to this um, earlier in, in, in one of the songs she was setting up, that we've been fighting our own battles, and some of us fighting it our way. But today, the Lord wants to remind us how we fight our battles is we let him take the lead. And we, we, do, we do that by giving him control and relinquishing ourself in the sense that we don't control it. He does. I want to turn your attention. Our text today is going to be in John's gospel, John chapter 7. We don't, we, while we're in here, we, we don't have the verses on the screen because I'm standing right in front of it. <sighs> And I'm doing a bold thing today with leaving this projector right behind me. So if someone sees me get too close, say, no, no, or whatever, get my attention, okay? Uh, that would not be good to knock this expensive thing over. Um, John chapter 7, the, I wanna, the Lord reminded me this week that our theme as a church this year that we, that we began the first half of the year in is moving forward God's way, moving forward God's way and and over the last several weeks, I've been uh, sharing some things that the Lord has shared with me uh, from when I was on sabbatical this summer. And, um, and today I want to share one of the final thoughts there, and that is the idea of um, refreshing my spirit. The title is Refresh My Spirit. We need God to refresh our spirit because I, I know and I sense this. It's already been said, as I mentioned earlier, that that. We all have our, our battles, and we all are going through different things, but we're all going through them in a way that is together. The church at large is going through things, and the individual people of the body of Christ, we're all facing our own set of trials and our own set of struggles. And so um, I, I want to talk today about how, man, in the middle of this and in a time of this, that if we're going to make it, we need, the, we need our spirits to be refreshed and certainly that happens as we come together as a church and we worship Him and we spend time in prayer on our own and we get draw, try to draw closer to the Lord. But there are some specialized moments that I believe God sets up seasonally in our lives to where He reminds us, hey, you are not by yourself. You are not facing that on your own. You, This is not a surprise to me, the Lord says, and I have something that I want to give you and I want to strengthen you and I want to remind you that the strength of, of your life is not in yourself. It is found by me and my spirit. And so that's kind of the essence of today about refreshing our spirit. The word simply refresh means to gain new vigor and energy. Everyone say new. New strength, new vigor, new energy. Refresh our spirit. Our spirit is our innermost being, the depths of who we are. 
where life flows from. Let's read this text today, John 7. We're going to jump around in just a few verses. Verse 1 says, After this, Jesus traveled around Galilee. He wanted to stay out of Judea where the Jewish leaders were plotting his death. Yeah, I would too, right? He's like, I'm not dying today. Not today, Satan. No, it's not my time. He said, but soon it was time for the Jewish festival of shelters, or some texts say the Jewish festival of tabernacles. Look over, uh, let's look at the next verse, verse 3. It says, uh, and Jesus' brother said to him, hey, leave here and go to Judea where your followers can see your miracles. You can't become famous if you hide like this, they always have, I think, good intentions, but the words don't always come out right. It says, if you, do, if you can do such wonderful things, show yourself to the world. For even his brothers didn't believe in him. And Jesus replied, now it's not the right time for me to go, but you can go anytime. Jump down to verse 10. It says, after his brothers left for the festival, Jesus also went, though secretly, staying out of public view. Then verse 14, And then midway through this festival, Jesus went up to the temple, and He began to teach. And jump down near the end, verse 37. This is on the last day of this festival, the climax of this festival, Jesus stood and He shouted to the crowds, Anyone who is thirsty may come to Me. Anyone who believes in Me may come and drink. For the Scriptures declare rivers of living water will flow from His heart. In Matthew chapter 4 and in Luke chapter 4, they write and share this story that Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into the wilderness to pray and fast for 40 days. And while He was in the wilderness fasting and praying, it said the enemy, the devil, came and and tempted Him. And at the end of that time, it said angels came and cared for Him But then Luke also writes a little bit further down in his story of this that it said Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. He was tired. He was depleted. He was hangry by that time after 40 days of not eating. Yes. And he was worn completely out, defending and fending off the enemy and fighting him. And angels came and cared for him, but then it said the Holy Spirit came and filled him, refreshed him. And then he moved forward in the next phase of what God had for his life on this earth in the earthly ministry. You know, likewise, we go through life. We go through our week. We go through our days. We experience times of temptation, times of trials, situations, etc. They wear on us. Right? They wear on us sometimes, uh, you know, emotionally and mentally, spiritually, and sometimes physically. Life just has a way of depleting us from time to time. And we go through all these different things. And when we are in that moment, we in, we're in that place, what we need more than anything is we just need God's Spirit to come and refresh us. And Jesus in this story in John chapter 7 it was an annual event. This festival was an annual thing that took place, the Festival of Tabernacles. It started with Moses and the children of Israel when they were in the wilderness in Luke and uh, Leviticus 23. And it's actually scheduled 
to happen this year, October 9th through the 16th is when the actual festival takes place in this time frame uh, for us in this year um, for Jewish people. But um, it was an annual thing. It was a seven-day festival followed by the eighth day. That last day was a day of everyone coming together in what was called a holy convocation. And um, it was uh, the essence of this um, festival was a time to remember the provisions of God in the wilderness. And uh, it was a time where uh, they would also would celebrate this time, this feast, to remember the mobile tabernacle of God in their midst as they were traveling and wandering through the, their wilderness years. And every year they were co- told to come to this. Every year they were told to make this festival a priority at this certain time. And it was a time as well to look ahead for the coming Messiahs in, in, in this day and time in the New Testament. It was a time where they were looking ahead when the Messiah would come and all the things that he would bring uh, to us and what he had for us and what he was going to come and do in this world. And then so on this last day, Jesus stands up and he shouts, anyone who is thirsty can come to me. Anyone who is thirsty can come to me. Anyone who believes in me can come and drink. Rivers of living water can flow. And so he's, he takes this festival that's happens, that happens every year, and he makes it personal. And saying anyone can come. Anyone who is thirsty can come. For when man's feasting is over, there still remains a thirst in a person's heart. There's only so much a person can do for another person, right? There's only so many words we could say, so many acts of kindness one can do. And God works through us. God moves through people, certainly to minister and help others, absolutely. But there, there comes a time where you've got to have God's Spirit touch your life. You've got to have His Spirit move in your spirit. You've got to have His presence permeate your heart. You got to have him move in your life. Only the Lord can truly quench and satisfy the thirst of our souls. There's only there's limitations to what humans can do for one another. And therefore our trust is not in humans. Our trust is in the living God. And only he can quench and satisfy what our spirit needs. And so there's this tradition that these scholars had discovered with this particular festival is that when this was going on, on this eighth day, when they would come together in the temple, it's called the pouring out of water. They would take this golden pitcher from the temple and go and dip it in the pool of Siloam and come back, and as they were approaching the altar, they would pour out the water when giving out expressions of joy. They were pretty excited and because of what it meant. They were remembering the provisions of God in the wilderness. They were remembering the mobile tabernacle of God as they would travel from place to place, that God was with them, God was providing for them, God was meeting them, God was there. And so as they would walk towards the altar, they would pour out this water. And so what's potentially happening here is on this eighth day, this last day, when this, these people are pouring out this water from this pitcher at the altar... Jesus stands up and shouts real loud and maybe points in that direction. Anyone who is thirsty can come to me. Anyone who is thirsty in their hearts can come and receive from me. 
He's saying, look, I make it personal now that you don't have to wait for a pitcher of water to be poured out to remind you that you can be satisfied in your heart. That if you believe in me, rivers of living water will flow from deep within because I am the one who can quench. I am the one who can satisfy the thirst of what your heart and what your spirit needs. And so as that was happening, he stands up and says that, and he says, listen, the scriptures have declared this. Let me just give you a few scriptures that, that reference this. Um, Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44, verse 3, he prophesied this a long time ago, and he said, for I will pour out water, talking about the Lord, I will pour out water to quench your thirst and to irrigate your parched fields. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants. And my blessing on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Some will proudly claim, I belong to the Lord. Others will say, I am a descendant of Jacob. And some will write the Lord's name on their hands and will take the name of Israel as their own. Isaiah 58, 11, he also writes, The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry. And restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And then Ezekiel has this vision in Ezekiel 47. If you want to write it down, you can read about it. Ezekiel 47 has this vision. He said, this, in this vision, this man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. There I saw a stream flowing east from beneath the door of the temple and passing to the right of the altar. And the man brought me outside through the north gateway and led me around to the eastern entrance. And there I could see this water flowing out through the south side of the east gateway. And measuring it as he went, it got deeper and deeper and deeper until he said it was deep enough to swim in, but too deep to walk through. And then he told me that this water and this river said that life will flourish wherever this water flows. Speaking of the coming Messiah and the presence of Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit, being in union with God, how life can flow from Him into us. And then, of course, Joel prophesies this, the prophet Joel, and then it's, you read about it in Acts chapter 2, the actual happening of it on earth, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and then in Revelation 22, it ends with reminding us, hey, in the new heaven and the new earth, the river of God is going to flow. And there will be no pain. There will be no crying. There will be no sickness. There will be no sin. There will be no struggles. There will be no setbacks. There will be no issues in our life because the river of God is always flowing. And there's life wherever the river flows. The promise of heaven. And so Jesus is telling this at this festival of tabernacle that's celebrated every year annually, and he gets up on the last day as these people are approaching the altar, pouring out the water, and he's saying, look, if you have faith in me, if you believe in me, anyone can come to me and drink. He said rivers. The Bible talks about rivers. Plenty, constant flow, active, running, uninterrupted, deep within your spirit. So this festival was a time to remember the tabernacle of God in the wilderness 
A time of God providing for them when they were wandering, moving towards the promised land. And it speaks to us today that as we go through our own life, as we go through our own times of wilderness wanderings, that we have days of discouragement and disappointment. We have seasons of struggles and setbacks. We have cycles of defeat and criticism. We have weeks of weathering the storms of life. The promise of Jesus here when he stands up and shouts remains in place today. Anyone who comes to him, anyone who believes in him may come and drink. We go to him. We come to him. We want God to come to us, absolutely. And the Bible is clear and teaches us, as we draw near to the Lord, he draws near to us. So in, in our day, in your time, wherever you might be right now with whatever you're dealing with, whatever you've been facing. Maybe you find yourself coming out of a time of weathering some storms. Maybe you find yourself coming out of the struggles. Maybe you find yourself coming out on the other side, but you're depleted. You're tired. You're weary. Or maybe you find yourself right in the middle of something. And, 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 you, don't, and you know at some point in time, things are going to change. But right now, all you can see is the issue. All you can see is what's going on, what's affecting you. These last couple of weeks, for me personally, have been extremely heavy and hard. And um, I'm physically okay. We're all healthy. Our needs are met. I was telling somebody the other day, it's hard to put words to that sometimes. It's hard to describe, hard to, hard to come up with adjectives to describe the spiritual pressures that come against God's people. And you know you're going in the right direction. You know you're headed in the right way. But all you feel is like you're walking through, and again, it's hard to put words to this, but you just feel like you're walking through quicksand sometimes. You're, you're walking through, you, you, you go through one wall and there's another one. You, you find yourself going through that one and there's another one. And things are kind of hard. Things are kind of difficult and things are challenging. So maybe you find yourself going through it or maybe you find yourself coming out of it. But either way, both leave you tired. Both leave you drenched. Excuse me, leave you, leave you dreary. Both leave you needing more, needing to be replenished. And I think the Lord, I really believe the Lord wants to refresh this body of believers today. That He just wants to love on you and He wants to reassure you. And he wants to remind you that it's not by your might, it's not by your power, it's not by your strength, but it's by his spirit. It is by his spirit. And certainly there are things that have happened. There are grievances. There are, we, we, several have grieving through the loss of loved ones. And you just have gone through certain situations. I just think the Lord says anyone who is thirsty... Come to me, he says, and drink, and you'll find yourself the rivers of living water flowing 
from deep within. So I'm going to invite our worship team back up. If you guys, that was short. I know that was probably one of the fastest messages I've preached. Because there is, there's just something that can happen, I believe, when we draw near to God. There's a part of the song they're going to sing in Defender that talks about being still. And so, if you're able, I'm going to ask you to stand. And if you need to sit, you sit. It, whatever you need to do. Standing is what I'm asking, but if you can't, you may sit. But we're going to go, I'm going to, we're going to go back into this song for a moment, and then we're going to pray. But I just want us to take a moment to reset ourselves some of the knowledge of the word here to wherever you whatever it is and I know I know some of your own stories because I talk to you I've, I've been praying for you and I've been catching up with you but there are some stories I don't know there are some parts of your life I don't know about but I just know that we're all in a place of needing more from the Holy Spirit because God more than anything God, God does not want to see you stop in the middle of what you're facing and what you're dealing with. He does not want to see you quit. There's been some crazy stuff going on 80 miles from here in Memphis. I've got friends that live there, friends that pastor churches there, and I know they're feeling it. They're feeling the effects evil things happening. Pick a place things are happening in this world. An enemy wants us to lose faith. In fact, it says, I don't know exactly where, I'll just be honest with you, I just know it's in the Bible. Maybe somebody can look it up for me. And when the Son of Man returns... You will be looking for faith. Right, Prentice? The enemy wants us to lose faith. Man, I'm about to get something right now, and I don't... It's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. Rodney, come here, my friend. Come here, brother. There is something God wants to do in your heart, man. And I hate to call you out in front of everybody like this. (laughs) There's so much. You felt defeated... You felt like a fool. You felt like you have made a mess of things sometimes. But the Lord wants to remind you, man, He's got you. He's got you. He's not going to let you screw it all up. The enemy wants you to think you have because he wants to rob you of your peace and your trust and your faith in God. You have tasted and seen how good God is. And He wants to love on you today and remind you of that today. That there are naysayers in your life who will try to get you to doubt. But God says He's about to put some um, silencers on your ears. And those negative voices, man, are not going to have an effect in you anymore. And you're going to hear from God. You've been crying out, Lord, I need you.
I need to hear from you. I need to know. And God wants you to know He hears that. and He's speaking to your heart today. Just lift your hands. Church, can we just lift our hands for a moment if you're able to lift your hands. Holy Spirit. Lord, today I pray right now that you break every stronghold in our life that prevents the flow of heaven from getting to us. Lord, maybe we have thought we were right in the, in the ways we were approaching things. But right now you clear it up and let us know. If we're not correct, if we're not right, Lord, let us just lose it. Let us forget about it and let us embrace what you have. As this song says, so much better your way. Today, come and be our defender. Come and be the one who breaks through our hearts. Come and be the one who breaks through in our situations and in our circumstances. Because you have so much more for us. Greater are you that is in us than he that is in this world. And I just pray for my brother right now that you release the greatness of who you are in his life. Shine light on the enemy's lies. And bring a megaphone to your truth whisper to his heart and reassure him God your hand is on him you are for him and not against him that he will see from this day forward as he lets go and picks back up on what you have for his life that you will carry him you will sustain him it will almost be I see you like floating on a cloud Rodney you're floating on a cloud and you almost feel like man this doesn't feel right I should be doing something. But God says, no, I'm the one carrying you. I'm the one moving you. I'm the one raising you up high above all these issues right now that have sucked you down and have pulled the life out of you. Today, God says, I'm restoring and I'm replenishing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.